0: Hello and welcome to Black Girl Caps Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're going to discuss a new series that dropped on Amazon September 29th, Gen V, which is an American superhero television spinoff of The Boys by Cripke. Based on the boys' comic book story arc, We Gotta Go Now by Gareth Ennis, or Garth Ennis, and Derek Robertson. Our premise reads as follows. Young adult superheroes or suits are tested in battle royale challenges at the Gaudelauken. I could be saying that completely wrong. University School of Crime Fighting, founded by Patrick you know, that last name, run by Vault International. Confession time. I've not watched the entirety of The Boys. I stopped around maybe episode five or six. It just was not for me. I take a front at anyone saying, well, if you didn't like The Boys, you're not gonna like this show because that is a very just broad statement there. And secondly, actually, if you introduce different actors and a different premise and a different tone, yes, you can have a preferential flavor in a spinoff. And the spinoff doesn't always have to be the better option. There's plenty of American horror stories, but we, y'all know, at least in my mind, after Witches. Not quite the same franchise for me. Haven't delved back in. Don't intend to do so. CSI Miami, CSI New York. There's one flavor that's better than the other. Law and Order SVU, Law and Order Criminal Intent. Always Criminal Intent. So I don't want that to be held against me or feel it should be held against me. In coming into this series, because I do think that they are, from the very first episode, totally different. And then there's the inclusion of color on my screen. I got a color palette. What does the color palette do? Well, it can tell a different story that may be more familiar than the same ones I've been getting from Marvel for the past fucking 20 years. So yeah, you're going to get me a little bit more intrigued if you can put more of my people and my people's people in the forefront and not as the side characters in the fantasy genre in particular that will biasly invest me more in what is unfolding even if the premise is a little familiar But I like the darker tone of it. I was never not a fan of the dark tone of the boys. It was mainly the characterizations that bothered me. That's why I could never get through succession. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't matter how relatable the material is. And sometimes it absolutely does. It's just like I, I can't in any way feel anything for these people that I see kind of as pariahs and have a lot of judgment towards (laughs) sidebar aside let's get into introducing our main cast jazz sinclair as marie moreau chance perdomo as andre anderson lizzie broadway as emma meyer or little cricket maddie phillips as kate dunlap London Thor and Derek La as Jordan Lee, Asa German as Sam Reardon. and recurring we have Patrick Schwarzenegger, get the fuck out of here, really, as Luke Reardon. Now I have to go back and watch and see if I see the familiarity to his father because I had no idea that's who that was. And it could possibly not be a relation at all. They just have the same last name, but what are the odds? Maya J. Bastidas as Justine and Daniel. Byrne as Social Media Jeff, whoever that is. There is of course a guest and a special guest list if you wish to look at that information on IMDB. We have a whole host of executive producers as well the episodes are i believe they're going to be are they going to be 40 yeah 49 to 59 minutes long but there's eight episodes in total for the season i think we've given enough credit or credits due let's jump into this first episode God, You was written by Craig Rosenberg, Evan Goldberg, and Eric Krip. Probably saying that completely wrong. And directed by Nelson Craig. I actually gave this premiere a 10 out of 10. I was engaged all the way through. I was learning some things about the boys that is relevant but irrelevant to me in the long run. It subverted my expectations in a couple of places, which is always good because I just knew that homeboy was going to be Homelander 2.0 and I was completely wrong about that. And there is a very likable characterization of an African-American woman who has a goal of being one of the first African-American seven after the first man was introduced eight years ago, which is where our story begins with the family of the Moreaus celebrating a train getting into the seven himself. While the Moreau parents, of course, are celebrating this historical moment, the television is saying it is a symbol to prove that racism isn't prevalent. It's political bullshit. That's like saying you're only here because of affirmative action. Marie and her sister, Annabeth, are playing when all of a sudden Marie gets some pain in her stomach. Her mom looks worried and kind of realizes that she must be getting the first visit from Aunt Flo. Now, all of the males on this script and in the directing room trying to play us females by showing a woman discovering that she has her period by putting her fingers down there like that was ever an option. Motherfucker, the toilet paper is right there.
1: Explain to me. Explain to me.
0: I don't know what woman, even back then they grabbed some fucking moss and go just delve our fingers up in there. Now that I've said my two cents about all of that, she realizes that uh, this is embarrassing and I don't want to tell anyone, particularly my mother, that's concerned outside the door when all of a sudden she realizes that her power is tied to the blood because it pretty much starts to float. Her mother comes in, panicked because she hears her daughter fall. And unfortunately, it's that moment that mom was accidentally struck by the blood because it propelled like a weapon and nicked the artery in her neck and she started bleeding. Dad came in as well, but the more panic caused her to panic and then he did too before her sister stumbles upon the crime scene. What have you done? Despite the guilt she must feel, she can't be blamed for this. I don't know how anyone would respond to these things unfolding before you. And I'm not even fully aware if she was aware, Marie, that her parents had given her whatever she was given as a child to activate some type of powers. She's surrounded by other kids with powers in the future, in some type of school or orphanage, Looking forward to an admissions letter that is supposed to arrive at 4 p.m. She's writing in Professor Brinkeroff's book about starting her journey. She trains alone, knocking over several objects with her blood. And I can't help but think that power sucks. She witnesses one of her kind being taken to the Elmire Adult Rehabilitation Center. And apparently that is not the place to be when you turn 18 and opt out of foster care. No use of energy powers without supervision. That that is a thing on the board must truly be the worst part of your job. (laughs) I mean, I kept thinking about all those humans with those cattle prods like, oh, but the doctor bills for all this back pain, I'm gonna have to take when I take those L's, because we have to take some L's before we're going to get a W. At 4 p.m. on the dot, she learns she has been accepted into the gothic Gallic- whatever. And while her teacher is surprised, is it her teacher or is it her guidance counselor? I'm not quite sure. She doesn't want her to not understand the stakes here. If she isn't adopted, she will be locked up at Islemyer. So don't fuck it up. Murderous crimes on your resume are already a negative against getting into the seven. So you're already on a very steep uphill battle. At God You, culturally rich change agents are what they want to mold you into. Teaching you hero ethics, understanding branding. From there, you choose your own major where you must get accepted. And it seems like they only had two majors, Crimson School for Performing Arts and Lamplighter School of Crime Fighting, where the top tens have gone on to be their own stars or one of the seven. We hear on a press conference that apparently Maeve is dead, Homelander is on trial, and the merch is selling for gold. Once Marie gets to her dorm, she meets her roommate, Emma, who I like immensely, reminds me entirely too much of myself who can turn tiny and likes to drink white claw at 9 a.m because it's 10.01 p.m somewhere that is where we will disagree (laughs) she also has a gerbil named dave caruso which is great since i brought up csi miami earlier i don't even know what movie she was referencing him from because that's all i know him as Marie hides the fact that she grew up in a home by referencing a brother instead of living with boys that she had to share a computer with. And all they did was watch porn. She takes her out to the stadium so that they can watch the workout of the season, which is Luke, the golden boy, also the number one ranked at the school. I'm so fresh, you can suck my nuts. I'm so fresh, you can suck my nuts, Sweat. In a lot of ways, you kind of felt he was going to be a douchebag. But everything about his mannerism up until the moment we lost him showed that he was a relatively good person who had a lot of pressure on him to be someone to the people versus all of the the weight of that on him as a person. His girlfriend, Kat, or is it Kate? no, it's Kate, ask about his sleep. He's been having recurring nightmares about trees and doesn't understand what it means. She says, it's okay, I'll screw you into a coma later. Andre has bet on the exercise and strength with Luke wanting half the win or he blows the match, not sweating the incredible Steve, which is definitely a horrible name. So when he flames on, his clothes flame off emma thirsting was hilarious it's like a big fairy cucumber i love you although i am not nearly as impressed marie wants to be where luke is one day although emma can imagine all that pressure on oneself their schedules come out she asks to borrow her phone she can't believe she doesn't have a phone and wonders is black amish a thing nope upset about her schedule. Marie goes to the school of crime fighting to speak with Jordan Lee, who is ranked number two and the TA for Brink. They rejected Marie because she's competing with those who have done far more than she has. And with a much higher profile, and thus she didn't meet the criteria to be taught in this particular school when marie meets her idol because he came out like she wasn't even standing there she makes a case for being his number one fan following his his enlightenment but he he dismissed her like he's had this conversation plenty of times before that the decision is made and it will not be changed what was up with him shooting jordan in the chest thinking that was fun Later that night, Marie sees student Sam running from several guards who tell Marie he's tweaking on meth. And I was like, nope, I've seen evidence of meth users. That is not meth. They overpower him with Marie's help. And he screams, I'm not going back to the fucking woods before Andre shows up and is able to help as well. I'm surprised that no one else came running to see all of this commotion, especially how they are with her cameras in this area. But alas, they end up sedating and cuffing him, then taking him back to what looks like a cell where the wallpaper is that of the woodlands. And I was thinking in that moment, oh, is the trees what Luke is having nightmares about? Are they experimenting on him? The next day, Emma introduces them herself and Marie to Justine, who's super popular in the arts, performing arts sector and famous and likes everyone to know that she knows famous people. They have heard of Emma's YouTube channel, but it's clear she isn't keen to be known for that. Whereas Marie isn't keen to be known at all. Later, bitch, get fucked. I genuinely hate when people force me to socialize, especially if it's around a topic I have no interest in. Emma tells her this is part of the market for most of them and being able to socialize is also part of the parcel of being a hero. So maybe you should try to learn that skill, Marie. Fair enough. Meanwhile, Luke is being offered the opportunity of a lifetime, exactly what Marie wants. As Brinker tells him that a suit has already been approved for him in New York as well as a place on the seven. He can pick Mave or Starlight's apartment, whichever he fancies. He is treated very much like a golden boy, not even needing to be drafted. His deal will be done within a few months. Something he pretends to be overjoyed by. They ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand. He hears someone calling his name, but brushes it aside. Andre is curious about Sam, not knowing him or why he was dragged away. He asks Marie about it, but she's still drinking all the Kool-Aid and declines an invitation to hang out with the cool kids to avoid trouble. But Emma tells her later on she should go as Golden Boy is hot and so is his girlfriend. And since she has been wanting to have a three-way, you can go live my dream. Do it for the masses. She threatens her with loud masturbation if she doesn't and offers an outfit. Andre is joined by the couple as well as Jordan, who looks very dapper. Oh no, I hope I don't fall. As a fangirl, freshman, Marie's just happy to be there. Emma suffers from YouTube keyboard terrorists. As you see, a lot of people actually make a lot of negative comments on her YouTube page. There are a lot of cruel people out there in the world. And exposing yourself and being vulnerable to that can definitely affect your psyche. And I think the idea that these superheroes, as they are, are courting a certain notoriety or popularity for that matter, it's going to bring out those people that love to bring you down as much as those people that lift you up. And being young in dealing with that, and a lot of people have made that their career nowadays, and that's awesome if that can be a profitable market for you, but it is taking a personal, I think, toll more so than a traditional workplace job. Because when you have the company, it's like, yeah, well, (laughs) you know, the company is not going to know as much about me as it needs to know about me, meaning as much information as I share past my work performance. And if you're in corporate, well, they really don't give a fuck about you. They really care about your work performance. So, you don't have the same attachment to employment as you do with the the other bits of social media interaction. It takes an emotional maturity and, and a lot of support, but definitely some tough ass skin and confidence in what you're doing to be able to really tune out all of that noise. Because a lot of it is just people out there that are that are mean and hateful and miserable and they're gonna there's a reason why they have that statement of misery loves company because that's exactly what it is it's just a continuous cycle that headlines you just want attention granted i don't see that emma while she definitely wants to get away from that particular side of her notoriety or her fame so to speak and there is something to a school being available to provide those tools cuz i feel as if a lot of young actors particularly in hollywood don't get that she gets a text from Liam to hang out her number one fan marie still fangirling at what tower are they at i thought they were at the 7 tower is approached by luke She doesn't drink, she doesn't want to do cocaine or molly. Well, she does molly a little later. She reveals she didn't grow up wanting to be a super, but her parents gave her V as a baby that didn't kick in until she hit puberty at 12. She lies about having a dad that's proud of her and confesses that her parents aren't alive even though she doesn't admit she kills them which who would and that she wants to prove that she isn't something her sister called her which is a monster so Annabelle or Annabeth she survived the wrath Luke admits he lost his brother and that if she's going to commit to being a superhero then do it for herself instead of for someone else because it's not what she thinks it is. Once again, Luke being a total gentleman and not a sleaze bag. Emma meets up with Luke who sees the benefits of being little and having sex particularly around his penis. And of course it's weird and of course she went in the bathroom, did a peer pressure to do exactly what he wanted but the idea that transforming involves her vomiting which is also purging anorexia like she shrinks I think there's some uh there's some metaphor there that I think can be explored further this of course sucks because men have a tendency to do this it's not all men But when you're young, you're dumb and full of cum, as my dad used to say. (laughs) She doesn't want to be alone, but she's not with someone who actually gives a fuck about her. She even wants to do a hookup, but she can't hook up without her power being the attraction rather than it being her that men want something from you that has nothing to do with who you are, reluctantly agreeing to something that you don't want to do to please someone else so that you can get some satisfaction, even if it is that approval of that moment. Being a teenager or a young adult can really suck <laughs> because you don't at that time and you're not going to at that time have the emotional acuity to be able to say no I am the prize you are just lucky to be invited here Kate can use the power of suggestion which is why she wears gloves to get them into a club Andre and Jordan are all about the drugs with Kate peer pressuring Marie to just take a little bit before they go dancing of the molly I didn't want to laugh at the scene with Emma, but her basically (laughs) becoming a play toy for his tiny penis. She seems like she's used to this request. This is not the first man that's like, so can I ask something? And it's not weird. Uh, You want to see how I compare against your penis. You want to use me as a little penis toy. Got it. Back in the club, Jordan transitions from male to female. I love when Curtis did it in Misfits. Andre outs to Jordan that Luke will be a part of the seven, with Andre wanting everything to do with A-Train's power steering. Andre doesn't want to be number one, as he would rather not work with his dad, who's your daddy, and avoid responsibility, whereas Jordan thinks... The trustees won't go for it. They share congrats. And the two men say, I love you to each other. And it felt real. And I'm glad that two men can express their love for each other and it not be weird. Look over there tripping balls and sees the trees with a boy asking him for help. And I was like, is that his brother in the facility? And I think it is his brother in the facility because he said his name, his brother's name was Sam. And he was in the forest. And because I got x-ray, I know that blonde hair boy's name was Sam. Andre, equal opportunity fucker, finds a woman alone at the bar and uses his power to hit on her. It, however, goes awry when his metal bird plunges into the neck of another woman. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. That's why drugs and powers don't work together I get he bumped into you but you also had a very sharp pointy object just flying casually in the air like no one couldn't have walked right into his direction accidentally unfortunately the heroes don't stay to stay to save the woman's life knowing that she's going to die they decide that their reputations mean more and leave whereas marie suffering ptsd finds the strength to save her and i was like oh okay i See the benefits now of your power. I would have been feeling some kind of way about the supposed top three in the class deciding that they are going to leave and not even feel bad the next morning about someone dying. She is surprised to see her actions have attracted praise on social media shown to her by Emma. And while it definitely sparked her profile invisible maverick shows up to tell her Brink wants to see her also get a phone I'm not your assistant that made me laugh so hard I don't even know why (laughs) she's being told off by an invisible person that you have no idea what looks like while in Brink's office she learns that she isn't being given a spot in his class no for her selfless actions She's told to sacrifice herself for the people who can do things in the world. What do you call her power? There's no four quadrant for her (laughs) skills in middle America. (laughs) But you get to save your friends because no one needs to be, no one needs to know that they were associated with you. So we're gonna have to expel you. And even after she tells them I'll be locked up, at Elmire he's like you're resourceful (laughs) and considering you have a murderous past I'm gonna need you to accept that there's nothing you can do about it upset she takes the blame out on Emma saying it's your fault you should have never convinced me Luke wakes up and hears his brother calling out to him saying this is not a dream and I need your help so where you at? despite marie having a moment of breaking down and cutting herself she knows in her heart that she isn't a monster and won't allow that to be her narrative and i really applauded this scene because it could have fallen darkly depressive with her wanting to kill herself but unlike luke at the end of this episode she won't allow someone to tell her who she is she won't allow a moment in her life to define who she wants to be in the future and the delivery of that line I thought was very well done because it's more like no you can't change my mind about who I am and it's just something subtly powerful about that and then her deciding to walk back to Brink's office and confront him. Of no, we're gonna have more of a reckoning than what you think is gonna be the deal. Jordan sees Luke coming to see Professor Brink and says, "I'm sweating cocaine. How you feeling?" Luke walks into Brink's office without acknowledging that comment, and apparently they didn't think that was weird. Marie comes running down the hallway, asks, Jordan, do you know what they've done to me due to your actions? And they didn't know. So that only confirms that this cover up is something Brink has probably set up to sacrifice on their behalf because like, seriously, y'all was already gone. And technically, that should be more damaging to your reputation, me knowing that, than me being seen by myself saving someone's life. She walks into the room, seeing Luke murdering the man. He did.
1: Yep, yep. Amen. I know. He did. Oh, sure. Amen. Amen.
0: Whatever was said, it escalated very quickly. She tried to pretend, I heard no evil, I saw no evil, but Luke knows. He knew when she said, it's our secret. He's like, I wish you hadn't come in here, because you're going to tell everybody. He does say something that catches her attention, which is, you don't know about the woods, something Sam said to her. So he decides he has to kill her as well. Jordan confronts Luke when they realize he's trying to harm Marie. And the two have an awesome fight showing both sides of Jordan's power. So when they turn into a female, it looks like they have some type of force projection. And when they turn transition into a male, they have indestructible strength. Did he need to punch him in the dick? No. Am I laughing and happy that I got to see someone get punched in the dick yes Maria stopped by Andre who tells him uh Luke murdered Brink to which he replied bullshit (laughs) no I'm just running for my health at first he doesn't believe it but he is able to get Luke to calm down saying forget all the people around that are starting to film you just need to calm down you know I love you And when you think he's about to crisp up his friend, he ends up hugging him. And he says, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to go this way. I love you, man. He whispers something in his ear before clearly realizing there is no way he's going to avoid repercussions and whatever his future was, it has irrevocably changed. He decides to soar above the rest of them and explode. I did it my way. They really, really love blood in this show. Yeah, that's not how I expected his story to end. Not even a little bit. So where are we going to go from here? I have a feeling this is going to cause quite the scandal. And we did see that there was a dean that we have not met yet, the Indira. I believe it's her first name. I could be incorrect. Yeah, Indira Shetty. So I'm guessing we'll finally get her character. And we know that the females have a tendency to be rather ruthless in the boys' world from what I can recall. But I thought this was a really strong premiere. The music fit every scene. They even had my song by D Thallian called Anxiety. I was like, oh shit, that's my jam. That's my you So if you want to send feedback on the episodes going forward, we will be doing one per week. You can email blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. We do have some mail in the good old mailbag. So let's hop into the feedback. <laughs>
1: Take three. Let's see if I can do this. Because I don't care what this says, how it sounds, this is going to be the take. This is my feedback for Gen V, Season 1, Episode 1. This is Mimi. I had a couple of rough starts, but this is going to be it. I don't care what it says. Um, So, uh, first I would like to say that I didn't finish The Boys... I only watched, I would say, probably up until episode, I want to say six or seven. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Maybe it was just the gore. I'm not sure what it was that maybe, because I know there was, um listening to the feedback, you and Shy had stopped watching before I did, but it wasn't the same reason that you guys didn't like it. I think it was just too, like, unnecessary gory, which I think. Gen V is gonna be the same. But tell me why I made the mistake of watching this shit with Derek. <laughs> it was so fucking, it's funny as fuck but also humiliating and embarrassing because the scene that Derek and I were like both looking at each other and I'm like cover your eyes. I don't know what to do. Stop watching. No, we're watching it. It's too late. Like I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to be a uh, a mother that is also a nurse, so I understand anatomy, I understand that kids are going to have sex, whether you want them to or not, so I, I've i always been the parent, in my mind, to want to be the parent that's like, especially because I'm raising a boy, <laughs> I don't want you learning about sex from some rando hooligan you go to school with, who's really fucking stupid, and because you're unable to come to your parents you ask this imbecile questions and you get all kinds of wrong information and uh boys are notorious for saying stupid shit and then they tell it to girls and i don't know i feel like men have a heart not men parents have a harder time talking about sex with their daughters so then they listen to them and then they end up pregnant or with an std and when you have a daughter you're the one that's going to take the brunt of that because most most men Show their kids that you could just walk away. (laughs) I shouldn't say most. A lot. There's a lot of men. Even men who remarry and pretend like their first set of kids don't exist. It happens statistically. Look it up. Anyway. So I'm like trying to, to him to understand, like, okay, there's nothing wrong with this, but it was just fucking weird. Like, I feel like had it been just two people having sex or even like the thrusting of sex, I think I would have handled it. But why is this bitch a mini? riding a fucking dick, she's literally on it, like, it's a fucking roller coaster ride, or she's at fucking Great America, and then she's, like, slapping his balls in her, I was so fucking shook, I was, like, god damn it, like, we're in this now, and Derek's embarrassed, I'm embarrassed, we're looking at each other, we're looking away, it was so fucking terrible, (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking, like, I knew what the boys was, and I don't know why I didn't, critically think that Gen V was going to be the same, but that was one of the most embarrassing, funniest things that has ever happened between me and Derek, because he was embarrassed because I'm his mom, and I think had he been around Darren, he wouldn't have been so, um, probably embarrassed about it, because they're two guys, but I'm his mom, And I'm also a nurse, and I think I was trying to make it not so bad. I was like, look away. No, I'll look away. No, you look away. Should we fast forward? Like, what should we do? And he's like, just stop talking. (laughs) I was making it worse. He didn't say that, but the look, like, you know your kid. That look on his face was like, oh, my God, shut up. (laughs) It was so funny. I keep telling people this story because I'm utterly shook. Like, what was I fucking thinking? (laughs) i wasn't even trying to be a cool mom i just know we both wanted to watch it and i was like well we can watch it together because i'm about to watch it now and since darren and i had this whole euphoria debate i come to the conclusion that darren's right like Derek's gonna watch it no matter what so i feel like we should at least know what he's watching and you know maybe if we can watch it with him um and i and i figured it was gonna be some sex scenes but like i said i didn't expect that like that shit was fucking weird (laughs) It's So unexpected. I should have known because Derek went to do something. And I was like, I'm starting this show without you. And he came in probably like five minutes after everything happened. So he didn't see what happened to Maria's parents. But I should have known from that. She literally started her period and then killed her fucking parents. If that's not the start of a villain origin story, I don't know what the fuck is. And I'm going to call it now. I think Maria about to turn into a fucking straight up villain. Because in the villain, in the eyes of the world. Because we all remember how Homelander was. He was what I think a real superhero would be if they existed in, in this world. So we'll see. Um, I am 100% rooting for her and um, Andre. I watched both Jazz and Chance when they were on the chilling Avengers of Sabrina. And those are my two favorite characters. Jazz is my girl. I've been following her since she was on Vampire Diaries. You know what I'm saying? She was on a Bonnie Bennett's uh, Relatives. Um, anywho, going to always be a Jazz fan, which is the only reason I'm watching this show. And I will give it a chance because of her and chance that was not an intended pun but it won nonetheless so i'm gonna let it ride anyway um i don't really care there's some some rumors or I sh- i don't know if they're rumors there's some stuff going around about chance the actor that plays andre i don't give a shit i've decided that i no longer have this idolized image of celebrities I'm just going to take you at face value because I'm so sick of everything. Like, I understand cancel culture is a thing. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just going to be honest. At this point, y'all need to fix global warming because it is October 2nd, 81 degrees outside in fucking Illinois. That's absolutely nine. Um, it, ha- it was a snowstorm two years ago in Texas. Y'all got to put this shit together. Two and two equals four, okay? Um, we got... psychotic crazy man who is probably not going to get indicted and get um and get charged until after the election of 2024. So there's a good chance that Satan is going to be reelected. Mitch McConnell is never going to die because people as as someone who works in the healthcare field, I can tell you that evil motherfuckers are the ones that keep coming alive. Like they just keep coming back. How are you still alive? You're fucking awful. And then the nice ones are the ones that pass away early. Like that's just, that's just life. That's just humans, you know? So, we got bigger fish to fry other than, you know, pulling up somebody's tweet from 10 years ago when they said something that was racist. I don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm just gonna be honest with y'all. I don't give a shit. Pull up whatever you want. I don't care. My, my rule of thumb from just growing up in life as a black woman, I assume everybody does some shit in the dark until proven otherwise so i'm just gonna leave it at that so i don't care what he did don't give a shit didn't look it up don't want to know so i'm gonna still root for jordan and not jordan i'm sorry i'ma still root for marie and andre i don't know i just i i just i it's solely because of those two actors um if something changes it'll change. I know you don't do ships, but I can't help but ship people. I feel like they they do that on purpose. But Marie and her powers, I don't know. Shit's crazy. Like, I would want to be able to fly. Or, I don't want to turn, like, I don't want to be able to turn the fire, and Andre with his uh, telekinesis trying to use it to get some pussy, ended up almost killing somebody. he need to work on that, because I'm mad they left, but that's neither here nor there. Imagine getting you know, that, that, whatever that's called, that, that stuff that they gave the kids that gave them powers. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I told you I didn't finish, uh, the boys, but imagine getting some weird ass shrinking ability. I'd be mad as fuck. And it looks like she has to fucking torment herself in order to even be able to do it. That's an awful power. It's not even useful. What, what can you do with that other than ride some dude's dick and you clearly aren't enjoying yourself, and you looked embarrassed. And she looks like she hates herself, and she needs some love. Um, I hope her and Marie can be friends, because she needs a she, she needs somebody that's a real friend, because she clearly don't have any. And I'm talking about, um, I think her name's Emma, the mini, mini Peedie Pie or whatever her name is. That's not it. That's a YouTube person. She's a mini Peabody. I don't remember what the hell her name is, but she shrinks terrible power um i don't know exactly how marie is gonna be able to fight people because if you got to cut yourself and use your own blood to attack someone all you're doing is weakening yourself you only have a limited amount of blood i think she's gonna have to learn how to use other people's blood because we know she did it because her period is what killed her like shot her mom in the neck and she started bleeding and then her, her her mom's blood was used on her dad when everything exploded, so I think she needs to do better, because girl, using your own blood is gonna get you murdered, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna pass out, and then the, the villain is just gonna stomp you, so I'm gonna need you to, to, work that out, um, but I did like, um, how Jordan, they, was able to, um, fight off, uh, Luke, um, it's so funny, though, because I, I, I just happened to see the actor's last name that played Luke and it was uh Schwarzenegger and I'm like, he is not cute. Is he really the lead? Oh, okay. And then he died. I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Um I'm mad he did all of that. If if Marie said I didn't see nothing, you should have just left it at that. You you make it a spectacle of yourself, sir, which makes me think that something is not right. I don't think Luke is dead, or if Luke did die something like some type of brain alteration happened i don't know because it seems as though him killing dude he went from zero like zero to a thousand like you got that vision which we assume is his brother and then Derek brought up a good point he figured that the kid that they saw running that like and was like i can't go back was Luke's brother, because he said they saw the woods, and then Luke kept saying that he kept having that dream about the woods, I was like, dig your memory on point, sir, so that's Derek's theory, so I'm gonna give him credit, but I think that something happened, and clearly his brother has some type of brain manipulation, or he can, like, maybe go into people's subconscious or something like that, I'm gonna just call him Luke's brother until we know otherwise, but um some shit's going down and i am very interested in it and i uh really don't have much else to say since it's already been 12 minutes i'll end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi
0: out that was queen mimi with her third take and thoughts on the episode (laughs) let's get this out of the way um you did what with that i'm laughing so hard i'm embarrassed listening to that story and you telling everybody in the universe that's hilarious i've never had that moment yet uh-uh uh-uh i you know what i get what you're saying especially since you're dealing with a male Woo, male males and females are different they really are they really are you gotta you gotta fucking put a chain around them you do need to show them some shit okay females though Especially more of the uh, the variety of single mother type of female children, they're like shit. I'm already see how this shit go down. <laughs> oh, no, no business with that. No business with that. But I get what you're saying. Um, I just mm-mm. we've not had that moment where we sat down and watched something where it's nastiest. And it, not together, I don't want to be embarrassed. I think the most embarrassing thing is when she found my vibrator and she's like, what's this? And I'm like, dude, it's been in my bed. How about you don't ask questions about things that are found in my bed? How about you just get the fuck up out of my room? How about that? How about that? That was embarrassing, but that was more like embarrassing for her in about 10 years when she realizes what she was holding in her hand. But that was funny. That was funny. Uh... On to your feedback regarding the episode. Uh, I didn't know anything. I don't know anything outside of the show and I've been done. <laughs> I think cancel culture became a thing of people realizing they might have some power and then decided to make that their only way of having any agency. And so they, if you need to go back 10 years to find something in someone's closet to disparage them, then I don't know. Maybe, as you pointed out, you're just going through the closet to see what you can find in the crevices. But yeah, you're going to need with what's happening right now. I'm going to need shit to be a little bit more relevant. Everybody's a little racist. okay? Let's, let's 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 stop pretending these personas we put out there like we're all these perfect angelic people walking around that never say anything fucking stupid, never tell the wrong joke. It got it, it got to a point where it was one thing and then like everything that most Caucasian people take away in this country. <laughs> it started when it became about women being molested in the workforce uh forced Workforce. Then it kind of went into that merged a bit with the cancel culture of it all, right? And, and then It was just anyone who says anything just ridiculous that's negatively impacting the, you know, just negatively impacting the world in general. Or maybe you don't deserve to have your job if you're making comments like that. Those are all decisions that are not ours. And yet so many people are, there's just, they live for it. They live and breathe for it. Like I said, if that is your life, then you don't have one. (laughs) it's just plainly the facts uh and speaking of you talk about presidential elections don't even talk don't even talk to me about that right now i don't i don't you know what i've already divorced myself from this universe (laughs) in so many ways i definitely divorced myself from uh from politics you know they they're it's good to 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 know some of the tea to be somewhat aware of it but you know what it is what it fucking is it is what it fucking is at this point that's what I mean we can we can spend all our time trying to cancel people but we can't get the one job in this country we're supposed to get right right (laughs) I have very little faith and most of the intelligence of mankind, there's not a lot of us out there. and once you once you've come to that conclusion, everything else just becomes very irrelevant. And you try very hard every day not to even let that shit into your the bubble you've created yourself as a barrier because I cannot be bothered. And then. What did you say? The power of shrinking being a sucky power. You know how I feel about shrinking. I, I've always felt that this is one of the worst powers ever. I would hate to have it. I don't know why anyone would think it's cool. Um, I can see someone thinking maybe let's do a little YouTube video on it. But then why are you wrestling your gerb? I don't. I don't. I- <laughs> I would if I wanted to do something to make a gimmick online and I was little, I would think, okay, let me take photos next to much bigger things like that would be my fun time of taking the power back. And then instead of being embarrassed that men want you to play with their dicks, be like, yeah, I'm going to get in here and then use what they think they're getting from me against them on my YouTube channel, and I'm going to film that shit. And you're not going to know. And every time you're weird and fucking disgusting. Now you're a part of the culture and everyone's going to know what type of person you are. She's marketing this shit all wrong. That's but it's okay. She's a teenager. still. She get a good, good, good person like me on her side, come help her out. You know, I could I could tell how to franchise that shit. But yes, I also agreed with the whole blood power thing. But the fact that she can use other people's blood and she can save people, I could definitely see how initially everyone else's knee jerk reaction would end up being a strength. And that's why I don't concur that she'll be a villain. At least I hope not. It's possible with with these types of shows. I have no idea. I don't read the comics. But it would seem to me that she's looking for redemption. She's not trying to have something so monstrous be the defining factor going forward. And I think that there's a much more interesting tale to tell with that scenario. And the idea that she's constantly, you know, she's being invited to the popular kids but she's not really impressed by what they're doing like yeah I think you're cool and you're models and whatever but I'm more being taken in by not the material types of things that you guys enjoy versus being in the well a little bit of the naive nostalgia of what it is to be a hero um so yeah I'm still rooting for her to be someone that I can and I do, I see a lot of myself in her as well. I know I mentioned Emmy or Emma because she's nasty. <laughs> and you know, you know, I have a dirty tendency mind. But yeah, I do see a lot of myself in the character of Marie who has a goal, wants to accomplish that goal. Yes, she definitely needs to use other people's blood because anemia and low blood sugar is not okay in a fist fight at all. I didn't see any sparks between her and Andre, but you also are fully aware I don't see these things often. So sure, sure. If that's what what's going down, I wouldn't be mad at it. I thought I saw more interest from Jordan's side. But once again, apparently I'm not an expert like I thought I was lastly i'm not sure that was supposed to be a spoiler because it was on x-ray maybe because they're going to reveal it in the next couple of episodes that they didn't think to keep it hidden and it's in the credits and i read those as well that i'm fully aware that that's his brother but yeah i think they were laying it on pretty thick too so that darren picked it up as well it's because of those exact two lines that maybe put it together he's dreaming of the forest His brother says, looks a blonde little boy in the forest saying, come help me. He thinks he's dead. He's alive. But why is he so close by? And when did he get telekinesis? These are questions I have for next episode. Once again, if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and Blacker Magic.